The Old Testament reading is from Isaiah chapter 51, starting at verse 4. Give attention to me, my people, and give ear to me, my nation. For a law will go out from me, and I will set my justice for a light to the peoples. My righteousness draws near, my salvation has gone out, and my arms will judge the peoples. The coastlands hope for me, and for my arm they wait. Lift up your eyes to the heavens, and look at the earth beneath. For the heavens vanish like smoke, and the earth will wear out like a garment, and they who dwell in it will die in like manner. But my salvation will be forever, and my righteousness will never be dismayed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The epistle reading is from the book of Jude, starting at verse 20. But you, beloved, build yourselves up in your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others, show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 18th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So here we are, the end of the church year and about to start a new one. But as we gather today, 
The good news is, is that Christ is coming again. That Christ is going to come at the last day. And that he will take all of his believers, his people, with him into the new heavens and the new earth where we will no longer deal with death or tears or mourning or sickness or famines or any of those things. And so today as we gather, we remember the great promise that there is for you and I, that this world is numbered. Its time is numbered. Just like we know our time on this earth is numbered, so also is this world, this creation, numbered until such a time as when Christ comes again and all things are made new. So you and I today, we go back to the promises of God to help us because we know that we don't like turmoil. We don't like things to change. After all, we're Lutherans, right? We don't like change. It's got to be the same as it was back in 1930. It's got to be the same as it was in the 16th century. It's got to be like that. But in the midst of change, we go back to God's good old promises. Those promises that never change. Those promises that are always there for you and I. The promises that lift us up. Because, golly gee, there's enough to pull us down, isn't there? There is enough turmoil in this world to drive us totally crazy. But yet, God, in the midst of all the hoopla, in the midst of all the stuff of this earth, God still speaks with a clear, quiet voice. You are mine. No one is going to snatch you out of my hand. See, what words of comfort that is for you and I. And it's words of comfort in the midst of these impending things to happen. Because after all, we don't like change. I've mentioned that, right? We all understand that we, as much as we might think we like change, there are some things we don't ever want to change. And so as we remember that the things of this world, the riches, the wonders, also the craziness and the, the things of everyday life, those things will change. But God never changes. And his promises are good from the Old Testament to the New Testament to us today. Those promises are what we rely on. And you know, it's kind of nice this time of the year to kind of hear those words of Jesus in front of Pilate. Because they're very driven words. When Jesus is confronted by Pilate, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus has responses to that. And many times during our Lenten time and Holy Week when we hear those words, we're so caught up in the drama of everything happen that we can miss what's there. And so I'd point your attention back to that gospel reading that we had today. 
as we heard it from John 18, where Pilate enters his headquarters, calls Jesus to him and says to him, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus, you know, you can almost see his eyebrow rise up just a little bit. Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? And Pilate answers, well, am I a Jew? Of course I didn't hear. I don't know these things of my own accord. Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. So what have you done? Here's a time for us to reflect on that. What have you done? If our Lord Jesus was to ask us that question, after all, he is the king, he could ask us, what did you do? And that can be an awkward time for us, right? Do you remember times when maybe your parents did that to you or another relative? What did you do? And normally there's a finger involved, okay? What did you do? And normally it's not so much a question as a statement, right? And when we are receiving those words, we can be cut to the heart, right? Especially if it's our King Jesus who's saying those words to us. What have you done? Well, I'm better than most people, King Jesus. I'm better, you know, I try to do my best. But is that really what our King wants to hear? What is it that will get us entry into heaven? That's the perennial question for Christians. What is going to let King Jesus let us into heaven forever? Well, it's not what we have done, but what he did for us, right? We're good Lutherans. We can point to Jesus on the cross. We know that that's where the thing happened, that redemption that sacrifice for sin, that payment for our transgressions, all done on the cross. And so Pilate is asking Jesus, what have you done? As if he has to prove to Pilate what he's done. And Jesus, can you just imagine as he's asked that question, well, what did you do? Well, let's see, I created the cosmos. I made all the animals. I help fashion human beings into place. I help breathe into them the breath of life. Oh, let's see, that's right. I was born in a manger of a virgin mother. And I walked this world. And I helped the blind to see and the deaf to hear. Have you done that, Pilate? Have you walked around and have you raised anybody from the dead like I did Lazarus? But Jesus doesn't point out all those things, good as they may be. But you and I, we notice them, don't we? Because they're signs that he is the real king. He is the king of the Jews and of the Gentiles and of all creation. And he is the one who can lay down his life and pick it up again. He's the one because he is God 
can lay down his life once for all as a sacrifice for sin, for the sin of the whole world. Yes, he's the Father's love begotten, and he is the king for us. So when you and I are confronted with this question, how do you get into heaven? We point to the cross and to Jesus because that's the only way to the Father is through Jesus. And here, as we again hear these words of our gospel, Jesus answers Pilate, my kingdom's not of this world. It's not going to be so much in this place. It is here. My kingdom is coming. My kingdom is on its way. The reign of God is happening. These things are going on. But it will finally come in its fullness at the last day. But right now, my kingdom's not of this world. My kingdom's being built for eternity not for temporary things, but for eternity. And if his kingdom, Jesus' kingdom, if it was like this world's kingdoms, we'd be fighting amongst each other, that his servants would not allow him to be handed over to the Jews. And Jesus says, well, you say that I'm a king? Well, for that purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth that everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. That's you and I, folks. We are the people of God. We're that everyone who is of the truth who listens to my voice, who listens to Jesus and his words, who listens to God's word from old through the prophets, and then through the apostolic works in the church. We are the people of the truth because we know Jesus is king. Caesar's going to pass away. Presidents come and go. But Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Do you see how it is that Things around us are changing all the time. We don't like it, but we got to deal with it. But God does not change. And for that, we are grateful. And God has a rule over us. He is our king. So it's what he says that goes. That's a hard one, isn't it? That what... Jesus says, that is what goes. Is that something we can deal with, that truth? That what Jesus says, what Jesus commands, that is what we are to do. That is to be what we are about. When Jesus says love, we are to love. When we are to point others to, to the cross, we are to do a lot of pointing. What God says is what we do because we are people of the truth. We are the people of God's own making as God has shaped us uniquely, each of us, 
in faith. And so today, I remind you that God is our king. That our king is the one who laid down his life for his people, but he took it back up again and now reigns forever and ever. You know, one of these days, I want our choir on the last Sunday of the church here to sing the Hallelujah Chorus, okay? Of course, I've been waiting for that, too, because I've been waiting for the bus to pull up to the church, too, one of these days and fill up all the pews. I know that's going to happen one of these days. That's my prayer. But yet, also, for you and I, we know that our king rules. He is the one who gets to dictate. And so what God says really does matter. You know, that was not the devil's words I just said to you, which was, did God really say that? But what God has said does matter. And so may you and I today understand God is our king. Even in America, where we don't have kings, we understand the rule of God. His reign, his ways, his just decrees, his testimonies, his powerful word of truth. And that's what we hold fast to. You know, the color of the pews may come and go. The pyramid colors may change here and there, but God's word never changes. And so you and I, we thank our king who never changes, but is our ruler forever. So may you and I continue to listen to his word, to hear his word of truth, and listen to the voice of Jesus because that's what prepares us and makes us stand strong so that we can be ready on that last day. As the book of Jude ends up, now to him who's able to keep you from stumbling and to present you as blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, to the Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory and majesty, dominion and authority before all time, now and forever. And to the word of truth, God's people say, Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guide our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. <laughs>